Here we go. The John Curley Sherry Elliger Show starring you. Yes, you. Me? Yes, you. Because you write to us at MyNorthwest.com. Come on into that state roofing text line. one 888 Oh, Sherry, it's getting bad again. It's getting bad uh, again. Maybe it's one the weather. 888 Come on in. Teeny tiny lady who celebrated her birthday on Friday. Had a crazy weekend. You follow her on Instagram, Sherry? I do not, no. Hmm. I don't like to cross that line. You know, work is work. Friends are friends. So, no. Teeny, teeny. I saw you with that potato. Potato. Got it in the You don't follow me on the gram? I don't. <laughs> good, I don't follow I'm, anybody. Good, because I'm not on there. I'm not either, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jacob, are you on Instagram bragging about, I know John Curley. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, I am on Instagram. I, I can't say that that's usually the nature of what I'm posting. Uh, Andrew? Uh, no, I used to, but not anymore. Okay. Nate, you're on the Instagram? Nah, I'm not that smart. Okay. Wow. All right. By putting the word the in front of it, you make yourself sound like a 75-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Instagram. Hey, hey, turn the t- I want to watch the Johnny Carson show. Uh, the makes you seem old. All right. Hey, by the way, look at this. So um, you're supposed to get, I don't know, how many thousands of hours to be educated in the state of Washington. I figure what it is. Uh, but they decided, you know what we're going to do? The state lawmakers have discussed a bill that would shift instructional hours in public schools. So uh, we'll go to Fox 13. Students in public schools across Washington state could see a shift in their learning experience inside and outside of the classroom. Children need to have that experience with various things. That's why we really like encouraging mastery-based. So it's auditory, visual, and experiential. Senate Bill 5054 proposes using up to four hours Hours per week of instructional hours to engage kids in educational activities separate from standard curriculum. This would be under the supervision of non-certified staff while teachers participate in professional learning communities. Whoa, 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 whoa. Non-certified staff. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take the kids, which are already well behind, 60-some percent not reading, 40-some percent not doing the math. We know the grades are horrible. The, st- the numbers are terrible. They're going to take non, so those are non-teachers are going to spend the time with the kids while the teachers are doing this what? This a group of teachers who get together during the course of the school day to talk about the programs, the children, what is going sure. on, and how they can be of better use to their students. State oh, sure. Senator Lisa Wellman is... Sp- whoa, 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 Sherry. Huh? Well, huh? What are you doing in the peanut okay. gallery? So, so the idea is that it gives these kids an opportunity to do something what they're calling experiential so they're not just you know looking at books and things like that they're maybe they're going outside maybe they're doing something in nature but then the teachers what they're supposed to be doing for these four hours is stuff like discussing the kids talking about how they can be of better use to the children getting to know you know i i, I don't I just don't buy it. I don't know that that's what really the teachers are going to be. Yeah, hot take. Thank you. 
doing during that four hours unless it's something that's highly structured. If I was a teacher and I had that four hours, I don't know that I'd be – I mean, it's it's so – you can get to know, I guess, the students in a different way when you are interacting with other teachers of theirs. So you can sit back and say, well, during this, you know, this hour that we have on Wednesday, let's talk about Megan and find out what she's doing in other classes. Uh-huh. That's the but theory. you just made up. You just that you just made, that's not an actual person that right now. You just Megan, right? I, I don't want Megan's up. parents to be. Upset oh no! I'll ring the don't bell. worry. She says the goal of this proposal is to give teachers more time to learn about their students on a personal level and find solutions to improve their academic experience. The teacher has to know each and every child, and as the child moves around from class to class, they only see one aspect of that child. And by getting together, they may find out so. So-and-so is having a little bit problem here. How do you handle it? How can we help make things better for this child, support them better, teach them better? Wellman says the hours spent on educational activities would be up to the school and districts to decide, but says it should be used as an opportunity to tap into experiential learning. Maybe they decide that there is, they go outside for nature learning and they go and they collect plants and they collect. So they're going outside for nature learning with a person who is not a a, a teacher. Right. Right, okay. Collect stones and they have to identify them. Then They could be doing any kind of a project. But not everyone thinks cutting learning time is a good use of time. To see a bill like this come out of Washington State Legislature is just... It's just a disservice to the people of Washington State and to their children. Leave Fenna, director of Washington Policy Center, says instructional hours should be used for just that, instruction. It's ironic given the fact that the state tests show that 62% of students are failing the state math test, 49% are, are failing the state English test, and on the heels of COVID when students were hurt so badly, to see bills like this reducing instruction time when clearly what's needed is that students need more instruction time to help catch up from the pandemic learning loss. Mm-hmm. There are a certain number of hours. I don't, I think it's a thousand eighty or I forget the exact number they're supposed to have in the classroom. So they're going to be able to change this stuff around. So you're going to let's, let's just remember what it was like. Remember, go back in time. The day the substitute shows up mm-hmm. was basically a hellscape for the for the substitute and joy for the troublemakers in the classroom right because now you're making up names and playing games and they're you're it's kooky time imagine your teacher's not teaching you you get a chance to go outside and collect rocks with somebody <laughs> with someone who's not a teacher so they're not trained in any way i don't know what you're paying these people and they're going to be out there trying to organize a bunch of kids that are now getting some experiential uh, education, which is basically run around and do whatever you want outside, while the teachers are inside, all gathered around, discussing Megan. Megan. Learning more about Megan. What's going on with her in math? Well, let me tell you about what she's doing in social studies. Uh-huh. That's what's going to happen. Here's My kids were at Eastlake High School, and they were horrible students. And we would call and ask, can we please meet before school with all of Charlie's teachers? And they were great. They'd all come in. All five of them were sitting there. We're trying to do this and trying to do this. And 
we would meet with them like every couple of months. They would all come in. God bless them. Come in early to sit down there with the Curleys. Well, we talked about what a horrible student Charlie was. And they came up with different ideas and different that. And we said, don't make excuses for Charlie. Don't. She doesn't do the work. She doesn't care. Stop being soft on her. But we would ask for special attention, special meetings, try to solve this problem of Charlie and Rye. And they were really gracious to do that for us. But that was initiated by us, the parents. In this case, apparently the teachers are going to get together and talk about the kids that need extra help. Okay. And when it doesn't improve, will they say, well, we better get rid of that program? No way. Mm -mm. This is a four-hour break for the kids and for the teachers, essentially. Mm -hmm. The kids will enjoy not having to focus on the curriculum and they will, they will probably like the idea they get a new person in, into the classroom. They go outside. They do something that's fun, that isn't so taxing for some kids. And the teachers get a break where four hours a week they get to, to I guess, talk about the students or figure out how they can help Megan more effectively. Uh-huh. And then, by the way... Let's put this thing in place for two years and let's see. Let's press it against the metrics and say, has had the kids' grades improved? Are they doing better? Are we still have 62% of kids failing math, 47% failing reading? We already know they've lost two years of really vital learning because the government destroyed education and sent them home. I would assume this will just further cause the withdrawal of kids from the public school more towards homeschooling, more towards charter schools, more towards other choices, because now you realize that's just less time being spent in the classroom. And you're now having your kids spend an hour with somebody who is not a teacher. I forget the term that they use for them. So, all right. Well, that, that it'll pass. I assume it'll go through. Sad but it true. But Senate Bill fifty fifty four. Ah ha. Cure for hiccups, Sherry. It's on the. Uh... Mm. Huh? Yeah, I, this is a great that... news in my life. I love this. Why is that? Well, I have a little trouble with the hiccups sometimes. Well, while you think about it, and you it sounds like you you have something you want to express to us. Why don't you go outside? And collect rocks and sticks while I play this <laughs> story from Jeannie Mose. Talk about high pressure. There's never a good time for hiccups, but this was a bad one. Was it a couple of thunderstorms? When KHOU meteorologist David Paul started his forecast for the Houston area, he hoped it was just a passing hiccup. But you get outside the belt. Wait, really, it's Highway 6. But the involuntary <laughs> contractions of the diaphragm continued. Addicts. Uh, excuse me, I have the hiccups, of course. David told us he'd been having bouts of hiccups all day. But usually they stop when the red light on the camera comes on. Some redevelopment of thunderstorms right in here. Be oh, excuse me. It was the most helpless. Wow. <laughs> that guy's really suffering, Sherry. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. Hoped it was just a passing hiccup. But you get outside the belt. Wait, really, it's Highway 6. But the involuntary contractions of the diaphragm continued. Addicts. Uh, excuse me, I have the hiccups, of course. David told us he'd been having bouts of hiccups all day. But usually they stop when the red light on the camera comes on. Some redevelopment of thunderstorms right in here. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it was the most helpless feeling I've ever had. 
on live TV. That was a mess. Sure, <laughs> other meteorologists have suffered a single hiccup. Close to 60. That's fair. Excuse me. That's what Dr. Pepper does to you. We've seen talent sneeze on air. But you know what? Uh, excuse me. We've even seen an Australian weatherman pass out. Squeezy! Doing the weather, pulling eight G's in a stunt plane, but this was no stunt. Seven had some rain showers developing as well. I did put a storm track on this. What we need is a hiccup tracker. In a forecast that lasted about three minutes, we counted a total of 14 hiccups and seven excuse me's. Excuse me. Excuse me. David did try one last ditch trick. I slowed down and I thought, well, I'm just going to try to speak slowly and swallow and maybe they'll go away. At least street flooding. So I'm monitoring that very carefully this evening. So far, so good there. Here's the big picture. Excuse me, big picture. <laughs> Even a drink of water didn't help. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but at least he's getting praised for soldiering through and maintaining his dignity. All those hiccups a compared to are nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> there we go. Wow, that's the first. All I've heard today is, hey, it's the hiccuping weatherman. Forecasting a 70% chance of scattered hiccups. Wow. So you had lots of problems. A lot. Sherry, yes. you uh, what? What's your problem with the hiccups? Because there is a solution now. They've got a new device you can hot you can buy. Yes, it is already being rushed to my home. When I read about this, I've already ordered the product <laughs> because I I. I when I get the hiccups, it, it, it's not very ladylike, okay? It's not like I, I mean, it's like <gasps> this horrible, I mean, really embarrassing, loud hiccups. And I used to get them all the time. And wow. I I did get them on the air one time when I was doing a traffic report, which luckily I was at the end of it and it just mm-hmm. came on and I was able to get through it. But yeah, I mean, I, I have to, I have a system even because oh, I system. get them where... Trevor has to say in my ear this whole thing about, you know, because what you're trying to do is you're trying to, to, uh, it's a spasm in your diaphragm. So you're either trying to hold the diaphragm steady to get the spasm to stop. So he'll do this thing where he'll say, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. Oh, does he, does he lean, does he lean out. in close to your ear? He, he does. Yes. What's and, it sound like? Like leaning close to the microphone. You could do okay. Trevor. Do a, okay. Okay. So I'll be you. <laughs> Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Hold it. Hold it. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. And and I have cured many people of a hiccup session because of being able to to do that very thing to them but now there's this hiccup straw that Uh, debuted on shark tank and they've sold over a million of them it's called hiccaway and i uh, ordered one from amazon today because it's it's painful i mean have you ever had them really bad i used to get them like six times a day when i would get them good lord i know it's cute when babies have them yeah, but anything over four, it's not cute anymore. <laughs> That's true of everything. Uh, there was a pope. He didn't die of the hiccups. Pope Pius the Twelfth uh, apparently had them for a very, very long time. All the, and people didn't take him seriously. Pope Pius the Twelfth.
because of his hiccuping problem. Just count. And you he, hold your breath and you count to you, you swallow every like 14 seconds or something, Sherry. Or you drink upside down or you take a lemon with sugar on it and you bite it. Or, I mean, I've done all of it. All of it. Okay. All right. Well, let us know how the straw works out. Then, then that way Trevor never has to touch you or, or speak into your ear again. <laughs> well, wow. The relief must be flooding him right now. <laughs> he doesn't have to get that close to me anymore. I'm sure he's just... He will be dancing in the living room when this thing arrives. Come on now. <laughs> Crazy lovebirds. Leave some room for the Holy Spirit. Oh, so sad. So sad, Sherry. That at a certain point, you just sort of lose your celebrity status. It all goes away. This piece, looking at how long does somebody... How long does pop culture stardom last? Wah, wah. 80 years. For everybody? If you are a superstar, if you're an icon, this author believes it's about 80 years, his 80-year theory. He gives a couple of examples. One of them is Bob Hope. In 2003, they named the airport after him. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in 2017, they changed the name again. He died in 2003. 2017, they changed it to the Hollywood Burbank Airport. That Mm -hmm. was exactly 80 years from when his his star really started to rise, and he was kind of at a a big point in his career. Um, And he talks about the fact that, Elvis, Elvis memorabilia is dropping. Um, he probably will be officially dead or not, you know, in, in the public eye much at all in 2034. If you use his 80 year th- uh, theory, that's 80 years after his first hit, uh, was, it came out and he became a superstar. Mm-hmm. So if you have, let's say a, a fleeting kind of fame, you know, a, 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 I guess like a TikTok kind of fame, it's going to be much shorter. But when we're talking superstars, you know, Brad Pitt or people like that, it's going to be about 80 years. The only way you can avoid that 80-year curse is that somehow if you transition out of pop culture. So he uses the example of Louis Armstrong. Louis mm-hmm. Armstrong became an icon for different reasons beyond right. just his musical abilities. And he studied in schools. He's done all kinds of, you know, people, people, he transcended it. So if you can do that and be known as some kind of a leader in another capacity, then your legacy will, will carry on. Otherwise, not going to happen. Yeah. I always, when I did that show, that live show in Washington, D.C., did you ever watch it, uh, Broadcast House Live? Because you were living there at the time. Did you ever see it? All the time. And you came on the show that I was on to talk about it. Right. And every time I would look at the list of who was coming on that week, I just felt sorry for them. Because this was the last stop on the train of celebrity when you got booked on that show. And um, Andrew, find Robert Palmer. Might as well face it. You're addicted to love. Please, if you would. Thank you. Thank you. Will you pull that up in the stack of, of wax, would you? <laughs> uh, we would see these people that would come on. They would be in the green room. I'm like, wow. But then you realize this is, you get on this show, it's it's the end of the line. 
because we had all the stars that were sort of all fading. And I remember Robert Palmer was sitting in the green room, and I love that. Might as well face you, Dick. I remember the girls were all dressed in black, and they had the mm-hmm. bright lipstick on. Singing Robert Palmer. And he was so cool. Oh. So he's cool. In front of him, yeah. And um, he's in the green room, and I whenever I said hi to him, welcome, thanks for coming on. I think he's going to sing here in any second now. What's the long lead, isn't it, Andrew? I, 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 I skipped ahead a little bit. I did, okay. I could hit Oh, yeah, and the girls were all red lipstick. They were fake guitars. Yes, super hot, right? Hair hair slicked back. Yes. defined cool oh. in that era. I mean, he was okay. British. He was super cool. He was... He's in the... Right. So he's in the green room and he's watching... He, I introduced myself to him. Thanks. Appreciate you coming on. I'm sure I'm fine. There's a limousine out there that he's out near the side there. You can see through the window. And um, he's drinking tea. And then um, we go to take a commercial break don't go away we'll be right back robert palmer let's face it you're addicted to love we'll be coming up next we go to the commercial break and in our ear wally the director goes uh well robert palmer just left robert palmer just left he's not here so we're gonna have to extend the uh, cooking segment by 20 extra minutes so i run into the green room and i said to karen who was the makeup artist what happened stop the music one second this is the sad part andrew she said, oh, my God, it was so weird. He watched your first segment. He turned his manager and said, there's no, I don't want to say because it's a bad word. I don't care how desperate we are to sell this album. I'm not going on that show. Let's get the, and then he used the word again. And then they, they kind of grabbed, gathered their stuff and went out the side door, got in the limo and drive away, drove away. Did you kind of respect him for that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Was it a bunch of fart sounds in the first segment, or what was the problem? <laughs> Good <laughs> you know, question. We, Good we, question. We, we, I don't know. But we weren't gonna, we're not going to mention the fact that Andrew slipped a couple of those in during that hiccup segment. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure no one noticed that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that was my producing on the fly. I told Andrew, subtle, subtle, subtle during the hiccups. <laughs> Um, no, I, anytime those stars would come on, you just felt sorry for them. Cause it's just like, God, it was so depressing to be on that show. And, and this was always the case with radio, radio shows. I mean, if you would always get the, the celebrities on the, you know, when they were selling a book about the TV series or when they were mm-hmm. doing something. I mean, I can remember when I worked for Don and Mike, we had people like, Buddy Ebsen, come on, who who was oh, yeah. delightful. He was great. We had him on. Um, yeah, we had him on. Yeah, yeah. he yep. was he was great. But like Jimmy J.J. Walker, um, mm. 
from Good Times. He oh. was I don't remember what he was what project he was working on, but he made it project. clear from the beginning. He walked he walked in and he said, "If you mention Good Times, I will leave." Oh. And I know that when I worked for uh, I did a morning show for a um a rock station, um I interviewed Jacob Dylan, um Bob Dylan's son and from the Wallflowers. Same thing. You mentioned my dad, I will get up and walk out. Right. Robert Reed from the from the Brady Bunch. Oh. Same thing. Coming oh. out, 10 seconds. Coming out, camera two, 10, five, three. He goes, say one word about the Brady Bunch. I walk off this set. Two, one, camera three. And then cue applause. What the hell are you going to talk to Robert Reed about? And what didn't you do? Wouldn't you be a little bit tempted to try it just oh. to see if he would do if he would really walk off and how the audience would never know that you, that he gave you that warning they wouldn't know that they just know that this guy got up and walked off and oh, everybody nowadays, would be talking about it oh nowadays when i was young buck in the tv business i didn't want to you know screw anything up but oh yeah i would have uh, yeah probably the first thing i would have brought up so what's the deal with Alice and, and Sam and the and the meat locker, huh? That'd be my first question. <laughs> you know when Greg found when some remember you found the cigarettes in Greg's jacket and they weren't his cigarettes, and then you, he had to convince you that they weren't his? Weren't Peter saved the girl when the book when the toy shelf fell, and then he threw a party for himself and no one showed up? Wasn't that a great lesson for all of us? I would have hit him with all and then Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Or how about when the time she got hit in the face with the with the football? He hated being on that show. He he thought it was beneath him. He thought it degraded him. I mean, he just he he that would have been great. Would have been great if you just said, yeah. "Hey, tell me more about you know pork chops and applesauce." <laughs> oh, if I had Andrew back there working the, the, the stinky sounds, that would have been great. <laughs> Robert Reed. Yeah! Not you, teeny. Teeny has hardly said anything the entire show. Hello, teeny. Jacob, what, why, why has she been sort of, what'd you do? You asked her not to be involved? No, I, I, I don't know. I think she just had a, you know, busy weekend. So oh, I'm sluggish. The pictures. All right. Here comes the mailman now. Sluggish. <laughs> That's a great word for her all the time. Say hi to Sherry, Teeny. Say hi to Sherry. 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 What, what did you say your name was? Sherry. Say hello, Sherry. Hello, well, Sherry. the answer is no. Okay, wow. Wow, she's sluggish. All right, we'll get to the letter of the day. First, take care of all the rest. <laughs> okay, lap leak, Chris in the 808. And considering yeah. how the Chinese act when we caught them with the balloon, think about how they will act when we want to hold them accountable for COVID. David in Snohomish County says uh, you've uh, you got one story from one department, and that department even says the probability is very low. Yes, a probability, but a low probability. Uh huh. 
Uh, 206 is about This Is Water. Right after you mentioned This Is Water, I looked it up on YouTube and listened. Listened to the entire thing. Now I'm crying. What important life lessons? I have three sons, late teens and early 20s. They are going to listen to this tonight. Thank you for telling me about it. Still crying. Mm. Uh, Rich in Linwood, John, uh, this kind of reminds me of, of my first wife. I always think that our marriage was bad until we would go out with uh, one of our friends, a couple, and they would really get into it, arguing or fighting or something would happen while we were at the club dancing. I mean, they would get out of control and make me realize that my relationship well, wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst either. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Have, some comfort. Have, fr- have friends with a horrible relationship. Yeah, so you yours right. doesn't seem too bad. Uh, right. Teeny Tiny. Aaron in the 360 says, I can't find Teeny Tiny Lady on the gram. Mm. Sounds like she needs a handler. Yeah, we're working on that. Teeny, Teeny. It's, oh, it has something to do with potato. Jacob's working with her right now. Potato. Yes, Brad the Painter says, Jacob, uh, there's a video on YouTube from like the 30s called potato salad three sisters that sing and dance they pronounce it the same way as teeny okay good to know thank you jacob put on that <laughs> I, one right I, away i do have yeah if we want to, it's just 10 seconds so salad potato salad that's solid salad jack hit your bubble with a solid potato salad boy take my plate fill it up and bring it right back potato <laughs> hiccups Steven Stanwood says, uh, from a bartender's perspective, there's one recipe for hiccups. You cut a lemon or a lime into a quarter, and you eat the lemon or lime. You suck on the juices, and as soon as you're done, the hiccups are magically cured. I cured many, 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 many hiccups. Over time, behind the bar, problem solved. Jeff in Mount Vernon says, come on, you guys, there's only one sure cure for the hiccups. A tablespoon of pickled Polish sausage juice, guaranteed they will go away. So will everything else in your stomach. Uh, you want to take that next one, the long one there, about instructional time, two, five, three, sure. Yeah. Up, oh, up, up, too back. late. Oh, ooh, and ah. now it is time for the letter of the day. Letter of the day. Thank you, Teeny. Good job. Beep, beep. Erico two, uh, 702 says, I wrote the letter of the day, but had eight 30-year-olds remove all the offensive words. Here's what's <laughs> left. Susan has big hands. <laughs> And no, that's not offensive to me <laughs> at all. Thank you. Not at all. It's not fair. It's not fair. I'm going to, I'm going to, Jacob, I'm going to post that photo that shows Sherry's hands into pers- in perspective with like a, with something else. Okay. Okay. Like a, like a, a bread box. Sherry that's all she wrote that's from the 60s. Right no <laughs> that was the standard of measure back in the 60s. Yeah, it's bigger than a bread box. It's a bread box. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>